know, when uh, I think about days like this one, you know, today we honor our graduates, and, you know, and my message isn't just completely for graduates, but, you know, I think about that. I think, wow, what should I tell them? Did you ever think about that? What would you tell them if you had 20 minutes to tell a graduate something? What would you tell them? There's just so much. I mean, there's just so many things you want to say, you know. You want to talk about responsibility and working hard and, you know. Nowadays, my opinion is, you know, one thing I would tell young people is work hard, show up to work, show up on time. You're ahead of everybody. I mean, if you just do that, you're ahead of everybody. It's just really something nowadays. But, you know, that's very practical, you know. And you want to you want to tell them uh, and be careful about getting into debt because, you know, you can just get into debt and be careful with credit cards because now that you're graduating and going on to college, everybody's going to send you credit card applications. That's not free money. You know, it's not free money. Someday somebody's going to want you to pay that back. You know, and they're going to charge you a lot of money to use it. So be very careful. You know, there's all kinds of things that you can tend to want to say. And, and so every time I come to spots like this when I think about what what would I say what would I say and you know so you know you kind of go okay Lord show me show me something that I need to say and help me to be of some you know use as I share this so today I'm, I'm going to just talk about pick your path you know and it applies to all of us you know we we have before us whether we're you know graduation is kind of the time when you set Okay, you're graduating and it's kind of like, okay, you look out into the future and this is a big moment. It is a big moment. And you're kind of picking and choosing your occupation and which will probably change a few times. And you're picking your college and you're picking this and picking that, you know, and it, it'll change. But, you know, you do kind of look ahead and you're making choices. And, you know, in reality, I think all of us have that opportunity, you know. And so when I say pick your path, you know, we all pick our paths, and you know, we all choose which way we're going to go. And I want to start by reading from Matthew, the seventh chapter. Matthew, the seventh chapter, the th the starting at the 13th verse. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate. He said, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. There are few who find it. You know, Jesus here, he lays out this idea that there's, there's two paths. There's two paths in front of us. You know, he didn't say there's ten paths. He said there's two. He said there's a path that leads to destruction and a path that leads to life. The implication is pick your path. Pick your path. One path is wide. Well, you know, we're making I-75 wider. You know, right now we hate it, but, you know, eventually we'll all go, wow, this is really nice. <laughs> you know, hopefully by fall. And, uh, you know, we, we like wide paths. You know, right now if you drive down I-75, you know, I don't know about you, but if I got a semi beside me and a concrete barrier on this side, I'm a little nervous, you know. I'm thinking, I don't know if I like this very well. I like that big, wide path. I like, you know, I like that big, wide path. And Jesus said, there is a path that's wide. He said it's real broad. He said it's real easy. 
It's a real easy path. But he said it's a crowded path. It's a crowded path. The reason it's crowded is because it's so easy. Because it's so easy. You know? You don't have to think much when the path is broad. I've never been in too many situations a couple times maybe in the Smoky Mountains when you're driving up a mountain path and you know you got the hill on this side and you look over this side and there's no guardrail and there's nothing there. You know, you pay attention to what you're doing. You pay attention. You know, you, you, if you don't pay attention, you'll be in big trouble. You go off the berm, you're down that hill. And so, so you know, this path that Jesus talked about, he said, you know, it's crowded, but it's, it's really easy. You know, I think, you know, on this path, it's easy because nobody's going to tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want. I can be my own boss. I can pick and choose. Do what I want. Do whatever I feel like. Do whatever seems good to me. Do whatever makes me happy. You know, do whatever makes me happy. Because, you know, it's all about me on this path. It's all about me. It's all about what I want, when I want it. You know, and that's the way the world is nowadays. You know, we were talking this morning in Sunday school. You know, that's one thing about our children right now. That I, a lot of children we're raising, when they want something, when do they want it? They want it right now. You know, it's amazing. You know, I used to get hungry at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what I used to do. I still do, actually. But you know what? Now they get hungry now. I'm hungry now. You got to stop. You got to stop at McDonald's. I'm hungry now. And I want something to eat now. And you say, well, you can wait. No, I'm not waiting. I want it now. And what happens if you don't give it to me now? I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to yell, scream. I'm going to do whatever I have to to get you to stop. And if we're in a store, I'm going to embarrass you. Because I want it now and I want something. So, you know, okay, you can have it, you know. And so this broad path kind of appeals to all that. It appeals to that. I want it. I want it my way. I want it now. I want whatever feels good. I want whatever pleases me. That's, that's that broad path. And Jesus says, there is that path. In Proverbs 4.19, it says, The way of the wicked is like darkness. They don't know what makes them stumble. This path is, is like the way of darkness. And you know what I find is when people are on that path, they don't know what's making them stumble. They're stumbling. They can't seem to find direction in life. Nothing seems to be going good. Things just seems to be a mess, and they can't figure out why. And maybe they look at it and they say, well, it must be somebody else's fault. It must be somebody else's fault. It's my parents. You know, it's the system. It's, it's somebody's fault. They can't seem to find the way. It says, it says they don't know what makes them stumble. They struggle. They fail. They don't know why. There's no answers. They don't have answers. They just, they just know that life's kind of miserable. They just know that life's kind of going a bad path, but they're not sure why. And that's this broad path. That's this broad path. And it's crowded. In John 3, 19 to 21. 
And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to light and his deeds may be seen clearly that they may that they have been done in God. Men love the darkness. They, they almost like being oblivious to what's going on because it appeals to their desire to do whatever they want to do. So, so they do evil and they like the darkness because it kind of hides the whole thing. You know, they don't know why. They don't know, well, why is this so bad? Maybe sometimes they really don't want an answer but they just want to kind of struggle through life. And Jesus says that the light exposes all of that. He says the light exposes all of that. That's why Jesus is the light of the world, the light of the world. And even when people are going down this path, Jesus wants them to know that there's light, you know, that there's a different way, that he can give them a different way. So you know, once we make choose our paths, we can change paths. We're not stuck in a path. And so, you know, sometimes you want to say to people who are on the wrong path, you want to say, you know, all that you're going through and the struggle and all the turmoil and all the things, and I'm not saying there's none on the other path. Don't get me wrong. But it's a little different. But I'm saying that, you know, all of that can change. All of that can change. Because Jesus is the light of the world, and he can change what happens when you pick a different path. When you, now, he's not going to change his stain on that path. You can't have it both ways. You can't stay on the path that's broad and leads to destruction and say, God bless me over here. I'm not changing paths. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do whatever I feel like. And, Lord, then you just bless it. There's people that try that. There's people that try that. They're not changing paths. They want to stay on the path that they choose to do it their way, the one that leads to destruction. And then they want God to bless them. And that's, that's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. And one thing we need to understand about this path, that this path is has somebody who's in charge. I believe each path has somebody in charge. The Bible says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10.10. Jesus said that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That path that leads to destruction has Satan at work. He's at work. That's his path. That's his path. That path that leads to destruction. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy us ultimately forever. And that's, that's the path that he has he has more opportunity to come and steal away, steal away from us. And what does he want to steal from us? Did you ever think about that? What does Satan want to steal from me? Now, I believe even on the path of following the Lord that Satan's at work. You know, but as he comes to steal from us, what does he want to steal? What can't you have on that path that leads to destruction? There's things that I believe aren't there on that path. And I believe there are things like joy, Hope, peace, happiness, faith in God. Those things, those things aren't, aren't present in that other path. 
that path that's wide, that leads to destruction. Those things, those things are ours. And, you know, and now so many times the people on that path, that's what they long for. That's what they long for. They long for hope when everything's hopeless. They long for peace when everything's strife and turmoil. They long for someone who's going to be there for them, faith in God. They long for happiness, you know, because it's not on that path. It's not on that path. And I believe sometimes when we, when we look at those paths and we have those opportunities, you know, maybe at first we think, well, you know, I can get it both ways. And, and people on that path, you know, they seem to do okay. I want to tell you something. People on a path that leads to destruction, I don't care. They can have moments where maybe things are okay, but they don't have joy, peace, and those kind of things that only God can give to us. Because their joy and everything comes from themselves. It comes from what they can produce. And that's so limited. That's so limited. And so we have a choice, and that's, that's that path. That's that path that, that leads to destruction. And then Jesus said, there's another path. Now, he said, the other path is narrow. It's a narrow path. There's not many, not many ways to deviate. You know, a big, broad path, you got all kinds of maybe little... De- he said, no, there's, 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 a, there's another path, but it's narrow. And don't worry about it being narrow because he says, well, it's not very crowded. It's not very crowded. He says, this is the path that it assumes not many people pick. And I believe for young people, it's a path that at times can be lonely. If you choose to follow the path that leads to life. If you choose to follow the path that Jesus has for us, there's times when that path is going to be lonely because there's times when all the crowd is going down the broad path that leads to destruction. And so it can be lonely. And I wouldn't lie to anybody about that. There's times when it'll be kind of lonely. That's one reason that we need to encourage our young people as they make choices, we need to encourage them when they choose right paths. We need to encourage them because sometimes it's a lonely path. Because everybody else wants to go the other path. And so sometimes it may be lonely, but that's okay. We need to know that it's okay. You know, there's more important things than having a big crowd or lots of friends. You know, it's doing the right thing and picking the right path. This narrow path requires discipline. You know, the other path doesn't take much discipline. You can kind of do whatever you feel like. Just kind of have it your way. It's kind of the American dream. But the narrow path is discipline. It's discipline. It's discipline because it is a matter of surrendering our will to God's. And it takes a lot of self-control on this path. It takes making some decisions about dealing sometimes with my flesh. My flesh is that part of me that wants to do things. You know, my, I'll do, I want this and I want that and I want it this way and I want it that way. That part that wants me to feel good. You know, my flesh, always that part, well, what's in it for you? And we need self-control to keep that part of us under control so that we do what God wants us to do. That on this path, 
It's a matter of letting him be in control and not I'm in control. That, you know, the Bible calls it Jesus is Lord, you know, and, and we don't use that word much, but, you know, it means that he's in charge. He is Lord. You know, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is in charge of me. Sometimes words we use, but what does it really mean? You know, well, he wants to be in charge. He wants to guide me as I go down this path. He wants to direct me. He wants to help me. He wants to be, but I have to let him. I have to be willing to surrender my will to his and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Not what do I want to do? Now, this is what I want to do. You know, there's a whole lot of things. If I, if, you know, if you could sit down, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do this, but you sit down and say, what would you like to do? You know, and make a list. Oh, these are the things I would like to do. And then make a list of these are the things that God would want me to do. Chances are the two lists could be quite different. Chances are they could be quite different because if I just think about what I would like to do, well, you know, the sky's the limit. I'd like to this. I'd like to do that. I'd like to go here. I'd like to go there. But the issue is that on this narrow path, it's one of surrender. And it's one of surrendering my will to him. And if we're going to choose this path, the Bible says we need to think about it. We need to think about it. In John 14, 28, in John 14, hold on a minute. I don't think I wrote down the right one. Let me see. Well, it was one of those, one of those glitches in my thinking. Um, there was a time, and that's the wrong verse, but there was a time when Jesus said, Anybody that's going to build a tower first thinks about it and considers the cost. Considers the cost. What's this going to cost me? What's this going to mean? What's going to be required of me? So I think as we think about these paths, I think it's important for us to be honest and think about what's it going to cost to go down this narrow path? Because it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. You know, you're going to have to let the Lord be in charge. You think there's no cost to that? You think you're going to let him be in charge and then do whatever you feel like whenever you want to? Not if he's in charge. So there's a cost to it. The Bible says we need to lay down our life. We need to lay down our life. And it says, no greater love has anyone than this, that he would lay down his life for somebody else. Wow. You mean I have to consider other people? You mean I have to, on this path, I have to consider other people? I don't know if you're going to have to lay down your life forever, you know, but you have to at least consider that you have to think about what you can do for them or what they need, not just all about you. That it's not just about you. It's not just a selfish path. But it's one of considering others. There's a cost to that. There's a cost to that. You know, in America, we don't think about this very much, but in many parts of the world, people give their lives daily for being a Christian. 
as a great cost. As a great cost. They give their life. They give their life. And so, so this path takes a lot of discipline. This path is costly. It's costly. But the benefits, the benefits are great. The benefits are great. In Proverbs, the third chapter, it talks about, it talks about choosing. And it talks about paths. And in the third chapter, beginning at the fifth verse, It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Once you choose him, once you say, I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart, lean not on my own understanding, I don't always have to figure everything out. I don't know about you, but I want to figure things out. I am to a fault. To a fault. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know why. I want to know what's going on. I want to know. I want to figure things out. You know, of course, as you get older, you realize you can't. Hopefully you realize that. And the older you get, the more you go, okay, I can't figure it out. I don't know. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I don't, that leaves you feeling kind of in a funny place because you feel like, well, people want you to know. Well, you should know you're the pastor. You know, somebody asked me recently if I had what my five-year plan was. I chuckled and said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. You know, I mean, I guess we could have a five-year plan, but I don't know. That's just out of my comprehension. I don't know. Five years from now, I'll tell you. You know, I can can wait five years and tell you better. Oh, here was the plan. Why? I believe that's because on this path, God directs our steps. You know, we we let him be in charge. That means if he's in charge, I don't know. And that's okay. That's okay. I don't have to know. I like to know, but I don't have to know. I don't have to. I can trust him. I can trust him. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's so hard. That's so hard. Because sometimes we we might go... And we might wonder ourselves, well, what's this all about? What, what's going on? What am I doing? What's, what's this all this mean? And we may not know because we walk by faith. And we trust God. And we trust him. And because we're on his path. We're on his path. And one thing about these paths, each path has an end. Each path has an end. Each path is going somewhere. In Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 40th verse, Jesus talks about the tares. We talked about it. We talked about the kingdom of God. And he says, as tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it's going to be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they'll gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and they will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Each path has an end. Each path, the path that leads to destruction is going to lead to eternal destruction. There is a place, and we, na- we normally call it hell. There is a place. Jesus says there they will burn 
They will burn. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I don't, I don't think you can scare somebody into picking the right path. That wouldn't be my intent. On the other hand, it scares me. If I think about it. You set two paths before me and you tell me that one of them is going to lead to destruction and burning and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And on that path, the guy in charge is going to try to kill, steal, and destroy. And I'm going to follow that. But you, do you tell me that? And if I sit and think about it and count the cost, most of us here would say, I'm not going down that path. We kind of know that. Then how come it's so crowded? How's come then it's so crowded? The other path, it says, the other path leads to righteousness and they're going to shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. In the kingdom of their father. There's another one where we're going to shine like the sun. And so before us is two paths. Always before us is two paths. And always before us is a choice. Is a choice. We choose the path. Nobody's going to force you down a path. Nobody's going to force you. You're going to choose a path. Not choosing is a choice. You're going to go down one path or the other. And you might say, well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'll choose later. Not choosing is a choice. You're going down a path. And if you don't choose the path that leads to life, then you're going down the path that leads to destruction. That's the natural path. That's the path, if you don't choose, that you're going to end up on. Because not choosing is a choice. You're on a path. We're all on a path. We're all heading towards a goal. And we need to sometimes maybe sit back and think about it. You know, it's not bad to say, what path am I on? What path am I on? Where, where am I headed? What's going on? And if you're on the wrong path, I believe that we can repent and turn around. The Bible says repentance is turning around. We can turn around and get on the other path. There's always time to get on the other path. We don't have to just say, well, I'm stuck on this path. Sometimes people feel like they're stuck, I think, on that path that leads to destruction. Because sometimes we develop habits and familiarity and friends. And, and I've watched people on that path. You know what the hardest things for them to do is when they change the paths? Is to leave their friends. They feel like they have to leave their friends. I don't think you have to leave your friends, but sometimes you just have to leave their ways. Okay? You have to leave their ways. And maybe for a while, you need to leave them because... Maybe you, if you stick around them, you'll end up down that path again. Sometimes that's a big influence. That's one of the hardest things I see is people, if they make a choice to get off that path, is the whole issue of friends. And one of the things we have to decide when we go down that narrow path is that you don't need a lot of friends. I'm sorry, folks, but you've got to make that choice sometimes. It can be a lonely path where you have to say, you know what? We sing a song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. If no one joins me, still I will follow. Well, that's pretty lonely. If no one joins me, that means I'm on this path all by myself. And we have to be willing to do that. 
I don't think we're on his path all by ourselves, but we have to be willing to do it. We have to be willing to do it. And that's why we need to encourage one another because it's not an easy path. But it's a path that leads to life. It's a path that leads to life. So it's not just young people. You know, all of us, all of us choose. All of us make choices. Life is full of choices. And we choose. But the biggest choice we make is what path are we on? What path are we on? Where are we headed? What's the goal? And don't be deceived thinking the path that leads to destruction can also be one that's blessing. It's, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. And so I just pray. I pray, I pray there are young people not just those graduating, not, you know, I'm just, this sermon isn't aimed at Jessica by any means, you know. But you know, young people, older people, all of us, all of us. You know, it doesn't hurt once in a while to look at our path, to evaluate, where am I at? Where am I going? Am I on the path that leads to life or am I on the path that leads to destruction? And we can all choose. And we have that opportunity to make that choice. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that, you know, sometimes we just flat out know we're on the wrong path. Sometimes it's not even hard to figure out. And Lord, if it's that clear, I pray that anyone that's on that path that leads to destruction, Lord, that you would help them to choose the path that leads to life. Lord, that they would, they would make that choice to change paths. We, we can do that. Lord, you said you would save us and redeem us from the curse of the law. So Lord, if we're on that path that leads to destruction, help us to choose life. Help us to choose you, the giver of life. And Lord, I pray for those that are on the path that leads to, to life, Lord, that you would help us to, to be encouragers of those that are on that path because it is a lonely path sometimes. It's a, a path of discipline. It's not, always, it's not always an easy path. So Lord, we need to encourage one another along the way. We need to encourage one another in those choices we make. Lord, just help us. Help us to choose you. And Lord, help us remember that no choice is a choice. That we're all going to make a choice. We choose. And that no choice is a choice. So Lord, just help us to realize what path we're on. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that needs prayer this morning, and maybe, maybe other issues or things they want prayer for, that you just encourage them to come up over by the screen up front and, and let someone pray with them about whatever their need might be. Lord, we thank you for that. We pray you just be with us now throughout the rest of the day. Be with, be with those that are graduating today. Just bless their day and just let it be a, a day of celebration and, and just uh, speak to hearts. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, dismiss us now with your blessing. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.